0: Welcome to a bonus episode of Decoding Fox News. I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. You can probably guess why we have a bonus episode. I wish I could have gotten this done faster, but I kind of decided to do it a little late and was like, I don't care, I'm still doing it. This is the arraignment day. I went through seven hours of Fox News and put this together. We're going to open first, though, with a clip. This is creepy, creepy of Sean Hannity, Ansley Ainhart, and their fearless leader. These are two two different days, three different clips spliced together.
1: Russia,
2: Russia, Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. It's Russia, Russia, Russia. Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Impeachment hoax number one. Impeachment hoax one. Impeachment hoax number one. Impeachment hoax number two. Impeachment hoax two. Number two. The illegal and unconstitutional raid on. Mar-a-Lago, right? The illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid. The raid on Mar-a-Lago. The lying to the FISA courts. Lying to the FISA court. The The FBI and DOJ relentlessly
1: pursuing Republicans. The FBI, DOJ relentlessly pursuing Republicans. The unconstitutional changes to election laws by not getting approvals from
3: state legislators. And judicial changes to election laws.
0: So if you were raised Catholic... (laughs) That kind of reminds, at least reminds me, I was raised Catholic, of the priest calling out and as a parishioner you would respond in kind. And there's a lot of repetition in a Catholic mass. Um, There's a lot of call and response. So (laughs) that was not a call and response. Those are three separate clips. But what it was is uh, Donald J. Trump came out with that statement first. Hannity said it on his show. Donald J. Trump then said it in his speech that night, and then Ansley Einhart said it the next day. She did it kind of casually like she was trying to act like she wasn't reading it right off a script, but she was. And uh, I just... How do you call yourself the, a legitimate news source and you're, you're basically just parroting exactly verbatim word for word uh, a speech from a former president? It, 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 this is... Uh, this is... This is propaganda. There's no nice way of putting it. That is just blatant as blatant can be. So, before I get down the day's events, I should give a shout-out to my sponsor, the Townite Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I am a proud graduate of that program, not a student. And um, I have a background in extremism, if you're new to this um, podcast. This podcast is also supported by listeners and readers of my Substack channel. So if you'd like to become a sponsor, you can go to my Substack and become a paid subscriber. And I also have a Patreon. Thank you so much again for anybody who recently subscribed or became a patron. It's greatly appreciated. This is a micro micro budget uh, project. So now I am going no script. We're just going to go through these clips. I don't have a newsletter. Normally I have a matching newsletter with my podcast Because there's no reason. There's no research here. There's no hyperlinks to check out. This is just me kind of joking on... I admit this openly. I'm joking. I'm making fun of them, somewhat. Of Fox News having a meltdown. And they just... It just keeps... It's like snowballing. So the first clip we're going to play is Fox and Friends. And this is before Trump has showed up with the motorcade and it's before he actually was in the um, courtroom and You know, but this is the anticipation because this is at 6 a.m. I always go with the first hour because I find it's the best one. So the first hour, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, these three people are sitting in a studio just waiting, waiting for this, you know, cataclysmic moment.
1: There's no plaintiff. There's no bank that says he screwed me. There's no building that's not built. There's no body is complaining except for... A attorney general and a district attorney that said, "I'm going to run on convicting Donald Trump on something regarding the Secret Service agents. If they witnessed a crime, there would be an expectation that they would tell the crime." Right, really? Right. So J. F. K. The Secret Service so. J. F. K. Having as many trysts, the well, ones that were witnessed. the uh, witness. Monica Lewinsky yeah. in the Oval Office. You go, where, where, where was that so Secret Service the being holding? The,
0: double the standard triple, here.
1: quadruple yeah. standard in American history.
0: So Brian me. okay, having an affair, a consensual affair to adults, not a crime, not a good idea, incredibly unethical, and did Clinton get in trouble for lying about it? Yes, he did. But he's not going to get arrested. He's not going to get cuffed and stuffed and put in a car and taken away it was an incredibly stupid thing for Bill Clinton to do. Abuse of power, many would say, definitely unethical, uh, horrible to his wife, horrible for it just I, something like that. To me, is just an incredibly self-destructive thing to do, um, and just ill-advised, just terrible, terrible. But at the end of the day, you're not going to get arrested for that. It's just never going to be illegal, and it shouldn't be. That would be completely absurd. So that th- just that's how this is starting. So it get, only gets better. If if you get legal advice during the execution of a
1: crime, but it your almost attorney trips, it happens more than it, you would believe. Talk to Mark Levin about that. Your attorney uh, client privilege goes out the window. Regarding the Secret Service. How many seems, times has it happened? It's ludicrous. nuts. No, I, you ludicrous? have an attorney I, and Secret Service I, and you flip them? I am just talking about what is the law. That is the law. And rarely so used. That is. So well, hilarious. it was used in this case. No the kidding. other thing is if the. I feel like it's uh, open to mic night. I'm getting heckled over here.
0: So, of course, Ducey is correct. Um, That attorney-client privilege does not always apply, especially when there's a crime involved with the client. So if the client is committing a crime and the attorney knows about it or somehow covers it up, of course, you can then question the attorney about it. So, this is how this morning started. So, sparks are flying. They're all unhinged. They're falling apart. And this was glorious to watch. I admit this openly. This was glorious to watch. Uh, Normally, Fox & Friends is kind of the sleepiest um, show that I... I mean, it is on at 6 a.m. And it's morning television. So, it tends to be very peppy and happy. And let's go to a diner and talk to people. They do that a lot. But uh, this morning was just like three people kind of unhinged. Kind of all having a meltdown. And here's some more from Brian Kilmeade. Right.
1: And they just want him poured over his records. They get his tax returns. They look at it, and they find him a million dollars in a case that he lost in civil court. We could be doing this three more times. We could be doing it with the January 6th. Uh-huh. We could be doing Georgia. it with the Georgia situation. And we could do it with Mar-a-Lago, which is heating up like you wouldn't believe. They are now making secret service right. testify. They make his own attorney, uh, 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 Corcoran. He right. has to testify to his own client, well, Joe Biden investigation. Have we heard anything about the documents? Classical they went to his lawyer's hotel, excuse me, his office in Boston. What did they find? They go to uh, his University of Delaware, took out thousands, uh, hundreds of boxes. What did they find? What about the boxes at Penn, the Penn Center? We saw a couple of, dozen, uh, effort, uh, couple of dozen documents there. What about what they found in his garage?
0: So that theme you're going to hear a lot for the rest of this podcast through the different shows is the idea of, well, what about Hillary Clinton? What about Bill Clinton? What about President Biden? What about Hunter Biden? And they just keep going. They pull, 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 pull. And its they're just desperately trying to move the focus off of Trump. Uh, in the seven hours that I covered, Hillary was mentioned 14 times. Get this. Trump, 491 times. That is crazed. Um, Biden, 128 times. The word election, 148. And Hunter Biden, actually beat out Hillary at 16, which is a little shocking. But here is the five. The panic continues. And the
2: fact that he was arrested is disgusting. It turns us into a third world country to bring this man who was a leader of the free world into a Manhattan criminal courtroom where... All kinds of people come in for rape and murder and child abuse. It's offensive to me. I've been a judge and I've been a prosecutor in these courtrooms. It's offensive to me. The big guy put the wires from China in the wrong ledger. Might want to look into those books. Biden's got his grubby little fingerprints on all of this stuff. If you think about it, the case was dead, right? Then Biden sends this partisan gunslinger from justice into the DA's office and suddenly... They pump this thing back to life. Number one. Number two, Obama, Biden spied on the Trump campaign, inserted undercover agents into the Trump campaign. And the Flynn sting was Joe's idea. Number three. Oh, do you want me to go on? Yeah. OK, <laughs> this guy is deep state. Biden plucks him out of nowhere. He's vice president. And all of a sudden, COVID comes along and they catch and kill the laptop with big tech, and suddenly Biden doesn't even touch them, no antitrust. All of these intelligence officials fraudulently write a letter to kill this thing, and this stupid guy down in Delaware is sitting on Hunter Biden's crime-ridden computer that ties right back to the
0: big guy, and they just sit on it. I admit openly, I'm, I'm not even sure half of what uh, Jesse Waters was talking about there. It, it sounds It sounded like at one point, he was almost saying that COVID-19, the global pandemic that affected every human being on the planet, was somehow part of this scheme. Because he said, out of nowhere, he just goes, and then COVID-19 happened! Huh! It just magically happened! What about that? What about that? And this, this guy's deep state! I'm mad! That's my poor Jesse Waters. I'm not very good at Jesse Waters, but that's kind of his rhythm but yeah I, yeah I was like where where are you even going with this I, as usual I have no idea where you're going with this now this next voice is not someone that I ever play often her name's Harris Faulkner she has her own show on uh Fox it's on at like noon or 1 I don't even I don't really know cuz she's not on my schedule but she was filling in on the 5 so I just want to explain that cuz you probably never heard this woman cuz I've no, I I may have played her once on this on a podcast before. How,
3: you know, we're getting ready and, and to to Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, you better be on your best behavior and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, talk about incitement. Why don't you just, you know, throw some gasoline where there is no fire and then hope it sparks.
0: So from some context for that clip, what happened is Marjorie Taylor Greene had a speech in New York City, which is a terrible idea because she didn't even have a permit. She didn't even have like a setup. She just said like a bullhorn. I'm going to make a speech at Tribeca. And that was a bad idea. And Eric Mayer Adams had a speech where he basically said to New Yorkers, he addressed it to New Yorkers, I am one, where he said, you know, be on your best behavior, which I took as don't riot. And of course, Fox News completely twisted that. I would say it's a bad idea for someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene to come to New York and make an impromptu speech without a permit. Bad idea. But of course, you know, it's always the, the lefty liberals fault for you know, daring to protest her. But here's Jesse Waters again.
2: Oh, this guy is so involved in all this, he personally had to sign off on the Trump Mar-a-Lago raid. You're putting Donald Trump's life in danger. You're setting him up and advertising the entire world. The former president of the United States, the Republican nominee for the presidency, is going to be at this location at this time on this date. And you got towers and you got windows. Oh, my God. You think that's good for this country?
0: Now, Jesse Waters is being a bit melodramatic there, considering that, um, you know, this is a man, Trump is a person who lives in a public resort that anyone with enough money can join. He also goes around all over the country and does campaign events, which he heavily, heavily promotes uh, on every form of media possible. And he has a jumbo jet with his name emblazoned on the side of it. This is not a subtle man. He lets you know when he's coming to anything. We also have the Secret Service, the NYPD, and the National Guard. I think he's going to be okay. I'm not concerned for his safety in regards to this trial. Now, this next clip is from Special Report with Brett Baer. It is the more legitimate news program. And it starts with Jonathan Turley, who is the le- one of the legal analysts for Fox News, but we get to hear one of my favorites, who is a man named Juan Williams, who is one of the liberal voices on Fox. He used to be on The Five. And I just I just love him because of the way he just gets right to it. He's kind of like my uh, Jessica Tarloff, too, in some ways.
1: Were you looking for it, too? Yeah. It's like Orient Express without the body. I mean, you... Because this thing has the feeling of like a legal Slurpee. It it it's instantly satisfying, but has no nutritional value. It, it you there's really nothing there. You, are you thinking that he's betting that this judge is just because it's this big of a case is not going to dismiss it? Yeah. It's like that scene in Braveheart when he says "I hope we didn't get dressed up for nothing. I mean, yeah, we, we didn't find any evidence of what Bragg's alleging, but they may have found evidence that there is a God and he has a great sense of humor. I mean, the fact that these things would happen at the same time is absolutely otherworldly. Wow.
0: So what he's talking about there is that Stormy Daniels had to uh, pay some legal fees to Trump over a failed defamation lawsuit that she took out against him. And that was part of the settlement. Um, So that's why he was rejoicing. Now, this next clip is Juan Williams. And if he was on The Five with Jessica Tarloff, that would be so amazing. But they would never, ever allow that.
1: The other way to look at it is to say, listen, uh, people say this is political, but, you know, the case is real. Donald Trump brought this on himself. No Democrat made him get involved with a porn star. No Democrat made him pay her hush money. And no one uh, told him to come up with a scheme to cover up the payment tour. That's all. That No Democrat did that. I'm not sure, though, that this kind of case helps him in a general election. I think especially swing voters, independent voters, I think they could get tired of the baggage that he's carrying. But nonetheless, I think Republicans, and if you look at the behavior of President, former President Trump's rivals, uh, they are very reluctant to take him on.
0: And this next voice you're going to hear is Ben Dominich. He's um, a conservative writer. He's kind of best known for being married to Megan McCain.
1: It's very early to predict about what independent voters would do. But at this point, does anyone in America really feel like they're going to change their opinion about Donald Trump based on anything that comes out of any of these cases?
0: So I included that clip because it's one of the few times I've heard that uttered on Fox News. And I think it's very important because I think there's a lot of truth there. You don't find a lot of lukewarm uh, opinions on Donald J. Trump. People love him or they hate him. And I mean, the hate is real. You want to call it whatever you want to call it, but it it is passionate, passionate dislike. Um, so this next one, we're going to move from Brett bear, legit kind of calm professional. He actually had other stories in his program to buckle up for wacky. Jesse waters, prime time. Waters is desperately trying to be Tucker Carlson. He doesn't have the same skill as Tucker Carlson. He doesn't know how to weave those conspiracy theories together or make it believable. He just sort of panics for the entire hour. And that's what we're about to go through. So I'm not kidding. Like if you are sit down for this, I would just sit down. Maybe don't drink coffee. Maybe do. I don't know. But just buckle up.
2: Earlier today for the third time. Democrats are trying to take away your right to vote for a Republican. First, they impeached Trump during an election year. They wanted to invoke the 25th Amendment, kick him out of office for not being mentally fit. And now they're trying to put him in prison before an election. Remember in 2015, Hillary's running for president? ABC News catches and kills the Epstein story to help Crooked. The Clinton Foundation has offices in Little Rock. That thing's one big graft machine. Can a Republican DA in Arkansas look into Crooked's books?
0: Again, when in doubt, go back to Hillary Clinton. That's kind of what they do. The Epstein catch and kill theory hasn't come up in a while. And of course, they always mention the Clinton Foundation. That's like an evergreen. Um, This next voice you're going to hear is a man named Brett Tolman. He's an attorney with a group called Right on Crime.
2: Do I think that other prosecutors are going to bring bring charges against you know, politicians they don't like, yes, and the Clintons will be at the very top of the list. Scrub, scrub. Let's start yeah. Start
1: bleaching, Crooked. Let's go. These people want to see Trump hurt. China's watching this right now. They're icing out the U.S. currency. They're watching us tell uh, people that we don't know who what men and women are. They're watching us sexualize our kids, spy on presidential candidates, try to throw them in jail. The Chinese Communist Party and enemies of the United States are laughing right now.
0: So that's Dan Bongino, who also has a show on Fox News. And if you know him, he kind of all of his delivery is like that. Just always just I'm really mad and I'm really worked up and I can't believe this. And oh, my God. And so the, to pair him with Jesse Waters, who's kind of doing the same thing, is very manic and frenetic. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But yeah, that's what we're going. This is this, we're on a ride. We're on a ride here.
2: Now China bribed Biden and then Biden got Donald Trump arrested, the guy that started a trade war against China.
0: So I hate to destroy his theory there, but um, our trade deficit actually increased with China under Trump.
2: Who better to turn a dead case into a zombie case than someone who hates Trump and is loyal to the big guy? But the media says, oh, Joe, what do you have to say? And he sits there and grins like a Cheshire cat. I mean, is this guy not deep state or what, Mike?
0: I just want to point out that Jesse Waters just said that the president of the United States was deep state because he said what he's referring to is when the press asked Biden about this, Biden just smiled and he says, like a Cheshire cat. Talk about deep state. So you just called the press. That would be really, really deep state. if The president of the United States is in on this weird conspiracy. That's awfully deep there.
2: I think Joe Biden's little. Mischievous henchmen. The documents were moved from the vice presidency to at least three different locations in a personal vehicle. Oh, and why they were in three different locations, we don't know. They weren't stored behind any lock. One of the locations was in Chinatown. Chinatown. Another lo- Okayed the raid on Mar-a-Lago for classified documents, knowing he had sketchy classified documents, and they were in Chinatown, brought by Miss Chung.
0: So that is Representative James Comer, who started that. He's the man with a very thick Southern accent, who is, again, discussing Chinatown and Miss Chung, who I don't know. I watched the whole episode. I have no idea what they're talking about. I've Googled this because Trump has mentioned Chinatown and 1850 boxes of Biden left in Chinatown. Now, there's more than one Chinatown, number one, and there's Chinatowns in pretty much every major city. So what are you talking about? And who's Miss Chung? I have no idea. No idea. I also kind of joke a little bit about that because I am from Missouri, which is right up against Kentucky. Um, Comer is from Kentucky. And the thing that makes me laugh every time I hear that clip is vehicle because people from certain parts of the country will add a syllable to vehicle. They hit that middle syllable really hard. I guess they're not adding it. They're just overemphasizing vehicle it's like you do a little dance up and down and before anybody gets offended people i am from that part of the country which is why i can whip this out and two. i could do this accent all day and i could fool people they'd actually think i was from there don't even get me started because it's very like kentucky southern missouri They'd say Missouri, St. Louis and say Missouri. Don't even get, both are considered acceptable. Don't even, I don't, it does not make sense. I don't understand it either. Next one is Tucker Carlson. So again, we just buckled in, buckle back in. It's Tucker Carlson. Here we go.
1: It's obvious to many Democrats too. Trump was criminally charged because he is planning to challenge Joe Biden in the upcoming presidential election will be ordered back to new york in december right before the republican primary, just in case you were hoping to terrify swing voters into voting for an 82-year-old candidate and i, I agree with you on the charges i mean if if bragg had alleged a drug-related murder spree or something you'd be like okay you know we should look at this but
0: so tucker carlson to just casually throw out drug-related murder spree like it's nothing now his show was weird because Uh, Trump's speech was in the middle of it. So he was stalling and he had guest after guest on for like two minutes each. So he could cut away very quickly to go to Trump. So it was a very strange show.
1: So it was, of course, a spectacle today in New York. That was the entire point of it to terrify voters in a general election from voting for Trump, Uh, not the TV pundits and George Soros.
0: Now, this next voice you're about to hear is a former Congresswoman, Tulsi Gabbard.
3: We have a Democrat establishment that is so blinded by their hatred of Donald Trump and their love for power that they just, they don't care about the country. They don't care about how their weaponization of our law enforcement against their political opponent is undermining the very foundation of our democracy.
0: Okay, and the next voice is a Fox regular, Charlie Hurt. He's with the Washington Times. This one is a doozy. They, they, it's like an alternate reality.
1: Only person involved in any of this... Who has respected the law and respected the country is Donald Trump. He didn't have to go to New York today. He, in fact, yeah. he got a clear pass from the governor of Florida that the, the governor of Florida wouldn't wouldn't allow him to be arrested and hauled to New York. He went because he has respect for the system. I
0: mean, he sure does have respect for the system. Like when he was sitting in the dining room of the uh, White House as our nation's capital was being destroyed. Um, yeah, and people were smearing feces on the walls and beating up cops. He really does respect the system, doesn't he? I, it, it's amazing how the other side sees him. It's just another reality. This next one is Fox News, Will Cain. He was manic the entire time.
1: The system has responded to Donald Trump like a foreign, a foreign substance, a foreign body. And he is to the system. It's flooded with antibodies to destroy Trump. And he quickly pivoted to talking about that broader effort, the witch hunt, to destroy Trump. And if you think about it, Tucker, the DOJ, the FBI state AGs, local prosecutors, the media, uh, the military industrial complex, much of his own political party have all put forth a very well funded at this point, eight to nine year investigation and effort to destroy Trump.
0: I wish I could have included his entire uh, appearance because it was very, very manic. And he was so worked up that when Tucker was like, thank you, he's like, no, no, I still have more to say. I still have more to say. And he just kept going. I mean, he just compared Trump to a virus thinking that was like flattering of Trump. And then interestingly, I thought those were, those, those were actually paired exactly how I showed them to you. Charlie Hurt was actually before Trump's speech and said, Trump respects the system. Will Kane came after the speech and Will Cain said, the system treats him basically like a virus, like an, you know, antibodies to this virus. And I was like, interesting. This next voice is Harmeet Dillon. She's a conservative lawyer. She tried to run for the RNC chairman, but she didn't win. That thought the Democratic Party has basically turned into a gang of thugs. This indictment is really aimed at the American people. It's aimed at President Trump supporters. It's
2: aimed at terrorizing people away from supporting a particular candidate.
3: We're desperate. They're
1: revolutionaries. We're in the middle of a revolution that we don't even know that we're in. This is the boldest election interference ever attempted in this country's history.
0: So it was Tucker Carlson again echoing this idea of election interference, which we're going to hear until the election. We're going to hear that stupid phrase, which is something they kind of made up because the election is over a year away and they act like you can't touch a candidate, even though they were coming at Hillary Clinton with guns blazing, proverbial guns blazing, of course, for years (laughs) of like lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. Um, That other voice that you heard was Victor Davis Hanson. He's a stalwart of Fox News. He didn't speak in short sound bites, so I'll just explain kind of what he was going, talking about, is he was saying basically that the Democrats have started this revolution that they're not really openly talking about, and this is all like a big Marxist-Communist plot to take down their fearless leader. And that is so laughable, and for so many reasons, because communism is an actual economic model, and in order for the United States to actually become communist, all of the... Private property would be erased and all the, you know, be owned by the state and every single company would be owned by the state. There's no movement whatsoever for that. It's just a scare word that Fox uses all the time when they really mean like totalitarian government, which you can't have without communism and uh, the Marxism, all of it's just silly. So we're going to move on to Hannity. Things calm down a little bit. So if you've been buckled in, you can loosen that strap a little bit as uh, we're we're sort of descending, so we only have two more shows to go. Think of it as an airplane. We're descending.
2: Donald Trump, like everyone else in New York, this is going to be a long tsunami of looming charges against Trump right in the middle of far-left jurisdictions across the country. We live in a country now where Hillary Clinton can mishandle top-secret classified information.
0: And we're back to Hillary because, of course, we're back to Hillary. Now, the next voice you're going to hear is Mark Levin. He has his own show on uh, Fox. He's been at this forever. He screams a lot. So the volume might get a little high. We'll see. You know what
1: this is? This is tyranny. Now, Donald Trump is a historic figure. You think if he was Mitt Romney, they'd give a damn? No. No. You think if he, frankly, was a Bush that they'd give a damn? No. At this moment, with these American Marxist movements taking over, with Soros funding these prosecutors, crime up the wazoo. He's the guy, and they know it. The Democrat party's trying to choose the Republican nominee. The Democrat party has been hijacked by Marxist radicals. That's what this guy is in Manhattan. That's what they are in Atlanta. That's what all these fools are, and that's what's going on in this country right now.
0: Okay, I did actually turn the volume down because it's it's harsh. Um, so another thing. There again, you're hearing that re- repeat of this Marxist communist takeover and yada yada yada. Which makes absolutely no sense. There's no viable communist party in the United States. There's no movement for a managed economy. They think like any sort of government program is is a step to communism. It's sort of the new red scare. Now, we've got Lindsey Graham, everybody's favorite. And if you notice some other people notice this, uh Lindsey Graham, so strange has seemingly bleached his hair and has kind of like a tan going, which is unusual for him. And I I noticed it. Other people noticed it. He's kind of trying to look like a mini Trump. And this is more of what we heard the other night for Mr. Graham,
2: Bill Clinton was president of the United States. He lied under oath about sexual allegations. Did he get prosecuted? No. He lost his law license for five years. Uh, Hillary Clinton was a candidate, Democratic candidate for president. She destroyed thirty-three thousand emails, and people on her staff took a hammer to a hard drive. Were they prosecuted for obstruction of justice? Uh, you know, Joe Biden. You can pray, you can vote, and you can give. LindseyGraham.com. Blow up the internet tonight. Help this man, help America, while we still have a country worth saving. Uh, they're not prosecuted. A Democratic Secretary of State running for president destroys 33,000 emails under subpoena. They're not prosecuted. Pray for this country. Pray for this president. And if you got any money to give, give
0: it. I have no idea what happened to Lindsey Graham because he used to be critical of Trump, and now he's starting. You know, he's starting to look like a clone of Trump. And, like, debasing himself to this, like, let's blow up the internet. And it's like, okay, babe, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? And the uh, the other idea of the, that this man has a jumbo jet with, his again, his name emblazoned on the side of it. He lives in this, like, palatial, you know, estate, you know, compound. He's got properties all over the world. And some Joe Schmo from Alabama is supposed to scrape together an extra $5 and send it to Donald J. Trump because, you know, those libs... They got him as if that's going to help convince somebody in, you know, who hates Trump. And there's millions of people who hate Trump that they're going to be like, I, you know, I don't know. He beat that trial in New York City. He beat that criminal case that I don't quite understand. Nobody really understands. I'm openly admitting this. That kind of convoluted trial that may not go well. I have no idea what's going on with it. I don't understand it. But he beat that. So therefore, I'm going to vote for him. I am, you've changed my life, Lindsey Graham. So the next voice we're gonna hear is Kellyanne Conway, which is I think a a fan favorite, let's admit it. Miss Alternative Facts is always popular.
3: It's focused on one woman and her name is Hillary Clinton. I was a campaign manager, Donald Trump went to eight, nine stops a day. He won that election fairly and squarely. She ignored the voters of states like Michigan and Wisconsin. We borrowed right in there and took the case right to them.
1: Well, you got a lot of low hanging fruit with Hunter Biden.
2: And I think the American people need to know how much money did the Biden family do with Russia?
0: Now we're back to that theme of like, when in doubt, we just go back to Democrats. Well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And the Hillary Clinton stuff is downright comical. It's downright comical. So we're going all the way back to like 2016 uh, to complain about Hillary Clinton when the year is 2023. Um, okay. You know, I guess they just, they know, they, they know their base. They know they, that their base hates Hillary Clinton. So when in doubt, we'll go back to Hillary. Just absolutely nutty. Now we're finally in the last show, which is Ingram and things continue to calm down a little bit. Um, I think we peaked kind of at Tucker and then, which again, he framed the actual speech of Trump. So that was fitting. Um, and Laura Ingram had a couple of, lawyers on and Laura Ingram is a lawyer herself and they talked about uh the minutiae of this case and that was probably the most appropriate um guess and the most intelligent way to handle it but it was it was very dull uh and for especially for a Fox opinionated show uh, but I and I don't like I don't like this woman at all but tip of the hat because at least she had appropriate uh uh guests on and It's very rare, you know, Dan Bongino, a former prosecutor, probably the former prosecutor is the better, better choice. But here you go.
3: The real reason that Donald Trump was booked and fingerprinted today comes down to one simple fact. He has the wrong political views. Another Trump term is a threat to the Biden family and their nonstop Griff machine. This case is a dead dog in the middle of the road. And as I say, it
1: harkens back to Jerry Nadler, who made the most mm. irresponsible comment of a public official I've ever heard when he said we can't trust the electors, we can't trust the voters to get rid of Donald Trump. That's what this is about.
0: That was David Schoen, who was Trump's attorney for his second impeachment, who made that comment. He, he's, now he's on Fox all the time. He's, I've never seen him before, but now he's like a regular guest pretty much in every show
3: the reason that Rachel and the rest of MSNBC didn't want you to see Trump's remarks. Not only are they embarrassed by how flimsy Bragg's indictment was, they knew Trump would use the remarks to tell the truth about his chief political rival as well. I think it's a lot like 1980 where the country was in such bad shape and Reagan came in and his message was, I'm going to turn this economy around. He didn't complain about the hippies in the 70s or the anti-war movement or the Vietnam, you know, war failures. He didn't talk about that. He talked about I'm going to turn the country around.
0: So, context for that weird audio and that comment. She was talking to Representative Matt Gates and Representative Brian Mast who were down at, yes, Brian Masters. just double checking his name, they were down at Mar-a-Lago, so that you were hearing this big vacuous room behind them, and they were moving chairs around and stuff behind them. So, because this is after the speech, and I just thought that was incredibly rich for her to compare um, Trump to Reagan, and to talk about how he needs to talk about the economy, because I watched the speech, I watched every single second of it, I broke it down, I did an analysis of it, and Trump spent 51% of his time talking about uh, the judge and the prosecutors and, uh, you know, his perceived enemies. He did not talk about the economy or how he would turn the country around or anything like that. It was just me, 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 me. Poor me, these evil people. And, uh, you know, he said, I did this, I did that. He bragged about himself. But there was nothing about inflation or the economy or anything like that. So that's just wishful thinking on uh, Laura Ingram's part.
3: TOMORROW, WHEN THE VOTERS WAKE UP, THE BIDEN VOTERS, IN NEW YORK AND CALIFORNIA AND CHICAGO, THE ECONOMY WILL STILL BE TERRIBLE. CHINA'S POWER WILL STILL BE GROWING. AND AMERICANS WILL STILL BE GETTING POORER. BUT IT'S CLEAR THAT FOR AT LEAST HALF THE COUNTRY, THE DEMOCRATS ARE MORE OBSESSED WITH HUNTING DONALD TRUMP THAN THEY ARE WITH TURNING AROUND OUR ECONOMY OR STRENGTHENING OUR POSITION VIS-A-VIS CHINA.
0: Okay, notice how she said China there twice. <laughs> that is Laura Ingram. She, everything goes back to China. No matter what the topic is, she'll somehow maneuver it back to the great threat of China. And I also, just, just because of, of being Gen X and growing up in the 80s, I remember, she seems to forget this, that the um, president that signed away uh, most favored nations to China... That agreement was uh, George H. W. Bush in 1991. It was not Clinton. She tries to imply that it was Democrats. It was Republicans. I, When I grew up and was a little kid, I remember them always talking about how we need to open up trade and this capitalism that we would infuse into China, which had actually started in 1978. Uh, on their own, they came up with that because collective farming wasn't working. We infuse them with all this capitalism and then they would just, you know, magically become democratic and the communism would go away. And that didn't work out at all. And it was Republicans that pushed for this. So anyway, she never remembers that. She just blames Democrats, which is, uh, she knows she's old enough. That is the crazy podcast. I didn't have a script. I completely pulled that from thin air and the clips. Uh, I didn't want to put too much. Like Normally I don't do that. Um, Normally, these podcasts are a little bit more planned out, and they have um, like half scripted, half off the cuff. I didn't want to do that for this one because I didn't want to... The newsletter would take me hours to put together, and this honestly wouldn't have fit, I know, from doing this a few times. If you use more than like five media clips, it gets too big for a Substack, and then it'll you have to crop it, and then you can't fit it. So... And there's no, again, there's no links. We're just making fun of them. We're we're, (laughs) a little bit. I'm I'm doing analysis too. I'm doing analysis too, but I'm also kind of making fun of them because this is scheidenfreude to see them spin and freak out. I have no idea what's going to happen with this case. I don't think it's the strongest case from what I've read. Georgia is right around the corner. The feds are right around the corner. We don't know what's going to happen with these other uh, criminal cases, but Yeah, very exciting. Very crazy. Love him or hate him, this is a wild time to follow uh, Fox News and Donald J. Trump. Thank you so much for listening. I should have my regular weekly podcast. It's a little bit more polished with a full newsletter on Monday, probably late, uh, early Tuesday morning, and it will cover the whole week of Fox News, not just this one day. If you'd like to support this Project it's a micro budget meaning very very small budget. You can do so at uh, my Substack for decoding Fox News. You can become a paid subscriber, or you can go to my Patreon and become a patron of the project. And there's also like a little dollar sign at my Twitter that you can clip, and that takes you to a payment app. Or you could just tell a friend or share the podcast. Sharing the podcast makes me so happy. I finally got my logo fixed on um, Apple uh itunes that no podcast podcast it's podcast now finally got my logo fixed that took forever um but thank you so much odin and thor who are sleeping right next to me also thank you and i'll see you at the next podcast